What's up, everybody, to a special episode of Frameskip. I am one of your hosts for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me is George Charles Manson Loftus. Oh, we're sticking with that? <laughs> no, but it's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> well, we're, we're we're doing we're doing that. Okay, cool. That's, that's... I, I I don't I don't know if you still want Cam Newton or I don't know Johnu Smith or I was I was saying last week I think I might have to I might have to change it to uh, George Johnu Smith Loftus. Um, no offense to Hunter Henry, but I just assume he's going to break an arm in week three. No, no offense to Hunter Henry. <laughs> yeah. I had somebody in my one league, it's a dynasty league, keep in mind, try and trade me Hunter Henry and a third round draft pick for mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> get in and there. Then, then he goes, I think that's a pretty fair deal. At which point I stopped responding. Kyle Pitts is projected to be like the Jerry Rice of tight ends. Like, get the hell out of here. Like, he's yeah, basically a wide receiver who's just big enough to block. Like, no. Like, he's going to be... I, ideally gronk without the injury history i traded three first round picks to get the one one overall mm-hmm. so i could draft kyle pitts in my one dynasty league in a dynasty league i think that i think you made the right call i'm rocking i'm gonna be rocking two tight ends every single week yeah you are those little hams you fit in your pants well, little do, ham pants do you know who my other one is uh let's see i'm guessing kelsey no nope. wait oh uh mcfadden or, what? Sorry, Waller, Waller, sorry. <laughs> In my what? head, I said Darren, and I was like, Darren, oh, yeah, Darren McFadden? McFadden? <laughs> uh, Darren Waller. Yes. Oh, yeah, man. Darren McFadden, uh, I'm pretty sure he might still be alive. <laughs> uh, hey, man, he was a flex I used in, like, 2016. He, I think I won my league that year. All because of McFadden. He just carried me over the line. Well, he was, like, the third-string Cowboys running back at that point. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, he was. Yeah, Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts. I'm going to be rocking in that league. Oh, man, I, I'm starting a keeper league. This is a bonus episode, so it's okay if we uh, take a minute to get to our topic. Uh, yeah. I'm starting a keeper league. I won the overall first pick, which basically means I get three keepers. I can't keep Pat Mahomes because I kept him last year. So I was going to keep Josh Allen. Ooh, good choice. And then uh, I can't decide if I want to keep... Um, Tyreek Hill or DK Metcalf? I f- if I were you, based on some stuff I had read about last year, so you know how DK Metcalf was like a super high wide receiver last year in points? Uh, yeah, it was all most car- of that all carried by the first half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's just it. So it was like Tyreek Hill is more consistent. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, but uh, God, I just don't know. I just don't know because I could also see Tyreek Hill. Like, he doesn't really have an injury history, so it's just like, oh, is this the year? Like, he, he blows a tire, you know? Yeah. Well, so I'm in a league that's called the Bernie League. And basically, if you come in first, you get to keep one player. If you come in second, you get to keep two, third, three, so on and so forth. So there's one um, person who gets to keep 11 players if they want? Yes. They come. They got like, but they got last place. So why would they yes. want to keep? <laughs> why would they want to keep eleven players if they got last place? So for example, I have seven keepers. Okay. So my keepers for this league are Lamar Jackson. Good call. Josh Jacobs. Good call. Travis Kelsey. Good call. 
Justin Jefferson. How'd you get seventh place in your league? <laughs> Tyler Boyd. How'd you get seventh? Allen Robinson. Okay, wait. The Tyler Boyd makes sense because uh, what's his nuts went out. Uh, Joey Burrows went out. So I, the Tyler Boyd, I'm like, okay, yeah. like underperformed without his all star quarterback. I get it. And Saquon Barkley. Oh, who like uh, redshirted all last year, basically. They're, they're my keepers. Now, who I'm not keeping, Drew Brees, naturally. Good call. Jarvis Landry, Deontay yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I came in seventh. Then again, Deontay Johnson, uh, is that, wait, is that, that's Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. So keep in mind, my running backs, sure, I'm keeping Jacobs and Barkley. Here are the other running backs I had last year Damian Harris. Good for uh, you. Jordan Howard, Carrion yeah. Johnson, yeah. LaMichael P. Ryan. Carrion Johnson's a dude I like draft every year, and I'm like, this is going to be the year. And it's just never been the year. It's never the year. It's never and I'm like, oh, no, he's really good. Like, he he's like a running back who can like catch, you know, like out of like a swing. He could, he could like basically run slot. And granted, they had Matt Patricia, who was, you know, a defensive minded coach, won some Super Bowls, a little bit of a question as to. If he made like the big calls or if his head coach made the big calls and big defensive schemes, who's mm-hmm. to say? Uh, so I understand that he wasn't put in the best position to succeed, uh, but he's definitely not with Jared Goff. Um, yeah. He's, sorry, he's still on the, the lines, right? No. Carry on Johnson? Yeah. Where'd he go? So he got let go by the Lions and the next day a team scooped him up. Oh, it's the Eagles, wasn't it? Carry on Johnson is a Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're betraying the, the, the green and white. Is it green teal? What, what, how do you yeah, self identify? Okay. It's, it's green. It's, no. it's, it's a nice dark green color. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's but, good. Like nineties, like ski apparel green. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a good, like, like a nice Patagonia. God, I haven't thought about that word. in a long time. <laughs> Uh, so, God, we need to do a spinoff episode of just fantasy football. Yes, we do. Not yeah. like a weekly one. I don't have the time for that. I don't have the the, the bandwidth for that. Yeah, but man, just like a monthly check in on terrible decisions we made, excellent decisions we made. So you mentioned the excellent decisions. Every year, there's a player that I call. So I don't know how I do it, but every no, year there's a player. I remember. No, like, I've I seen it. you talk about this on Twitter, and like it's usually some random Eagles got, player who like no. only get, who only gets called up. Because, like, the first two people ahead of them in the depth chart j- break their ankles on batteries that fans threw into the, the stadium. Now, there's, there's one day, there is one day specifically, I remember you calling it for an eagle. I know it's not always, I was being facetious, I apologize. Actually, there's one day you called it, and then I started that guy. And I think that was, like, a day he had, like, 38 points. And I was just like, my man, Elijah. Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah. Best part, I traded him for a first-round pick in a 32-team league the next day. Like the next week, he started doing terrible because he was back down in the depth chart again. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. I called. Then Darren Waller. Then James Robinson. I called all of them. How are you feeling about Tua this year? I don't know yet. I'm, I'm torn. He has a chance to be great, but. I need I need to see him in action. Just coming out of uh, like practice and everything, I I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think that's fair. Um, I want him to be great. I really do. Yeah, I, I just don't know though. 
And that's coming from a Patriots fan. Yeah, no, I mean, I like the coach. The coach was like a former assistant coach for the Patriots. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Super smart dude. Like, I thought the Dolphins looked great last year, you know, but it's just like when, your, really best, when your best skill player is like Jacecki. And like, they actually had some dope running backs whose names escape me right now, but like, I picked them up off the waivers and Miles Gaskin. Yeah, dude, Gaskin one. carried me. I won two out of my three leagues last year. Um, so I was feeling pretty good, especially since in one of the leagues I got last place or second to last place the year before. There you um, go. So it was quite the turnaround. Um, but yeah, I uh, I loved it. I love fantasy football. I'm so excited for it to come back. Me too. And uh, that might be the only game I play this fall. We'll see. I just don't <laughs> have time to do anything else except go poop and change lineups. Which you can do at the same time. I, I know that's why I do it. I can't. Yeah, uh, it's perfect. Yeah, I can't play most video games and poop at the same time. It's too distracting. I mean, that's actually fair. Yeah. 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 Well, Speaking it's, of. Oh, sorry, no, it's, it's one of those things like, have you ever been playing Fantasian so long on your iPhone? You forgot you were pooping like no one wants to be that guy. Can't say I have. Yeah, yeah me neither. But but I get the idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what Fantasian is. Oh, it's uh, the Apple Arcade exclusive game from the oh, Final Fantasy creator. Um, yeah. OK, that's what I, I wondered if it was. But for some reason, I was thinking you were talking about an older game. Oh, like a fan, like, like a Disney game, yeah. Almost like a Fantasia <laughs> kind of yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you playing PS2 launch games on your phone? <laughs> but speaking of games, for this special episode, we're going to talk about something near and dear to George and I. Trophies. Kind of achievements in, in a way, a little bit, but mainly trophies. So I want to first ask George, what do trophies and achievements mean to you and why do you like getting them? That's a great question. I honestly don't know why I like getting them. Uh, there's just something, maybe it's the serotonin, you know, that just comes with like a, a little ding and a pop of a <laughs> notification in the corner of your screen. Um, I think it's really important to finish things, like as dumb as that sounds. Um, and I don't want this to be like, I don't mean to sound gatekeepy. Like, I don't want you to feel bad if you don't finish things, uh, especially video games. Like, please enjoy them however you want to enjoy them. There's no wrong way to enjoy a video game unless you're, like, using one to, like, stab someone. Uh, that's the wrong way to enjoy a video game. But, but also send that video in because I'm really curious how that would happen. Yeah, and give us your home address so we could forward it to the nearest police precinct, too. Um, just kidding. We're not narcs, but we might have to submit that to authorities. Um just send it to me. It's fine. <laughs> just send it to Elisha. It's fine. Uh, there's yeah. There's just something really special about like completing something. Um, I'm going to talk about it a little bit when we go into a, a list. Spoilers. We made a list. Um, I love lists. I, I really like that trophies sort of tell you what's possible in a game. Uh, sometimes it's really clear. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes they just like ask you to like change how you play a little bit to to get a trophy. I've done that plenty of times. Um, but yeah, I just really like the idea of someone setting a challenge and me completing it. I've talked about it before. Like, um, I have, I used to get like really bad panic attacks or a little bit more spread out now, but the one thing that were not the one thing, like a hot, you know, mug of tea or like, you know, like a little cocktail or something alongside some video games where I would just go for trophies. Like that would just like distract my brain enough where I could just like, you know, start breathing normally again. And it wouldn't feel like there was a 600 pound man sitting on my chest. Um, fair. 
So yeah, the, the distractions, like the, the guide that like a, a trophy gives you, just like telling you, like, if you do X, you will get Y. Like, I just really like that. And again, just the completion aspect of it. Yeah, no. You have a lot more trophies. What is it that drives you to get trophies? So one of the big things is, and it all started actually with uh, The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion on Xbox 360. It, me wanting to get the achievements for it caused me to play that game for so much longer than I normally would have. Mm -hmm. Because I was ready to beat the story, but I'm like, wait. I want to do all this other stuff the game says I can do. And because of the achievements in that game, I did the whole Thieves Guild quest. I did the Dark Brotherhood quest. I did all these things that I normally wouldn't have done. But another aspect of it is it can it kind of gives me another reason to play a game again. Mm -hmm. uh, some games, for example, will be like, you know, you get trophies for beating the game, but then there are th certain trophies for in a section, do this certain thing or make this choice or stuff like that. And for example, I like playing Bioshock pretty much every year. And what I'll do is then I'll go look at, all right, what trophies don't I have yet? This one, this one, this one. All right, I'll replay it and I'll focus on these. And it gives me a, a reason to replay these games other than just replaying them. Because I know myself, if I were going to just replay a game, I would just go right through the story and not probably not do the side stuff again. It's weird. Does, I don't know how to say this, really, but like, have you ever read a book when you were like 12 and then read it again when you were 20? Yes. And then read it again when you were 25 and you like take different meaning from it? Mm -hmm. each time because you're just at a different point in your life i don't get that as much with games but when i revisit a game i feel like i did the first time i played it yeah so it's like uh you know how like in, the, in that movie the time machine like you couldn't go back further to when you invented the time machine mm -hmm. because time travel didn't exist before the machine was invented <laughs> like there was like that little that yeah. little up in the movie uh it feels like that where when I replay a game, I'm instantly transported back to where I was the first time I played it. And sometimes that's great. Sometimes that's terrible. But like, it's just such an interesting thing where like, I don't necessarily apply new meaning to games the way I do to other pieces of art. And that's not to demean video games as art. They're absolutely art. Um, but it's just the way they interact with you is is different. And that's why I really like them. Um but yeah, no, that's super fascinating. I love the way you play games and like, that's, that's such a cool thing where like, it really is like, okay, I'm going to go ski this mountain. Okay. Well I did the first two trails. Like, let me hit, you know, like the, uh, the diamond trail. Let mm -hmm. me just see what that's like. And then like each year you just go back and just carve out a little slice. That's super cool. That's a, that's a great way to, uh, to approach it. And another thing I really like about them, it helps me. So I don't have the best memory. Mm -hmm. So it helps me to remember what, I've done in the game, like how much I played a game, did I beat a game that for example, I was like, you know, before this newest Oculus trip came out, I was like, I don't think I ever beat the one on Vita. I should go back and finish that. And then I looked at the trophy list. Yeah, I beat the game. I didn't remember I beat the game. But because of the trophy list, I did. And then like, okay, well, in that case, I will replay it, but okay, I need to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do I'm I'm going to do that this time. And 
like it helps me to go back. Okay, for example, God of War. I'm pretty sure I still need two trophies in that. And by looking at my trophies for it, I can see what I didn't do in that game. So it's kind of like an easy checklist of the game for me to see what I didn't didn't do. It's like, oh, I still have this stuff to do in the game. Maybe I should go back and do that. Not like, to just make, to see a little more. Yeah, not to make it too meta, but it's like when you like open a map in a game and you're like, oh, I'm at 90% discovered. Oh, let me just go back and clear that last 10%. Why wouldn't I? Exactly. But you're just like applying that logic to the meta game itself. <laughs> like, exactly. That's really cool, yeah. Plus, like you said, I think it's just that serotonin, hearing that ding, seeing that number rise, uh, just trying to get as high, high as possible. If you look at the shelves behind me, I'm a collector. Mm. So when I start getting these things, I want to get all of them. If I see a game, like if I have a game that's at 10%, that ain't going to fly. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And that's why like, I keep uh, trying to see, like on PSN profiles, it'll show you what your overall percentage is. And mine was like 33.36% or something like that. So I'm like, all right. As my just occasional game I'll play on the side, let me see what games I have a low trophy score for. And then I was like, oh, let me pop into that for a little bit today and see if I can get another trophy or two to just up that percentage a bit more. Mm -hmm. And actually, I did that for I did have my trophy percentage at like 31 or something like that. And by doing that, I boosted up to 33. I'm and at, it's just seeing that number rise. I'm at 32, which also happens to be Marcus Smart's three point pursuit, uh, three point shot percentage. Uh, it all comes career. back around. I'm feeling pretty good, not too good because I think Marcus Smart's about to get traded off the Celtics. But I will follow that dude wherever he goes, and I am cool as hell having his uh, his shot percentage three. Uh, sorry, three point shot percentage as my trophies. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the trophies per day. Like, I just keep thinking about, like, that Matthew McConaughey number, like me and being like, those are rookie numbers. Got to pump it up. Got to get it up, guy. Yep. Um, yeah, man, I, I didn't care about trophies for the longest time. I had an Xbox for years before I had a PlayStation 3. And then I don't think PlayStation 3 had trophies. Actually, no, it did when I finally got my hands, because I got, like, the uh, the PS3 Slim when that finally okay, came yep. down in price. Um and so I would listen to podcasts beyond like this was back in like the glory days of you know, Colin and uh, Greg and, and Plum cider. Good old and, Ryan. And, yeah, and Cold Favre and all them. And it was just uh, like, they cared about it, which kind of made me care about it more. Um, I had never cared about it really until they got into it. And then uh, I like accidentally got the resistance burning skies platinum. Cause I just like, spent hard. yeah, exactly. But I like spent $50 on the game and I was just like, well, I want to do everything in this game because I've already beat it. So, like, what else do I have to do? And then I, like, saw, like, the trophy pop. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of neat. And I was like, what else do I got? And then I, like, went back and platinum Borderlands because I had, like, you know, 80% of the trophies, it turns out, just from, like, me not even looking into it, but just wanting to play the game. And then I was addicted. And then I couldn't stop. <laughs> um, I, I understand completely. Yeah. Like, for example... 2009 I got my first PS3 I got 15 trophies and then my PS3 broke and I didn't play another one I didn't get another one until 2011 and that's when the trophy started rolling in yeah so like I have a year and a half at least where like that killed my daily 
thing because like we noticed you have a PSN account that got trophies. You're not doing anything. Oh, dude, no, I, I hear you. I like I studied abroad for a year. <laughs> so I, I like couldn't I had my PSP, uh, but I did not have anything that I could get trophies. That also shot my average uh, in the foot, unfortunately. Um, Here's a fun one. Can you guess what game my very first trophy was from? What year? 2009? 2009. Metal Gear Solid 4? Nope. No, because those were added in later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Infamous? Nope. I didn't play that until much later. Okay. Um, I don't know. Can I guess the region? It's got it's got to be a Japanese game, right? No, U.S. Oh, really? I don't know. What is it? The developer is uh, London Studios. Singstar. Oh, that's nice. I had I got 15 trophies in 2009. Uh, nine from Singstar and six from MotorStorm Pacific Rift. Oh, man, that's super fun. God, I wish that game didn't have online trophies. Uh, my first, I like couldn't, I didn't even have Wi-Fi when I like started playing because I still had dial-up because it was 2009 and I lived in Maine. Um, so like my first like 20 trophies don't have timestamps. Uh, it's really annoying, but like I can guess because I'm like, well, I, I got a PlayStation 3 for Christmas. I didn't get any games for it. I just got Blu-rays because my dad knew I was like a movie nut. And the first game I bought for PlayStation 3 was Borderlands because I just thought the cover looked so cool. Like, you know, the psycho, the shirtless psycho, like, pretending yeah. to kill himself. I'm just like, that's a cool aesthetic that I want to explore. So those are those are my first trophies. I have a psycho mask and I want to lose weight. That way I can cosplay as a psycho. Hey, man. It's not the worst reason to lose weight. Yeah, first but- trophy. Wanted Flint. Oh, memory lane. All right, <laughs> Elijah, let's uh, let's get cracking, man. Let's talk about what we're here for. So we want to discuss some of the trophies we enjoyed getting uh, that are not hard. We say a little easier to the fair difficulty to get them, but not ones where you have to like trudge through anything or make you feel bad by the end of it because you went through too much. Yeah, you're not going to lose any sleep over getting these trophies, but you're not going to feel guilty because they're so walk in the park easy. None of us here would have trophies like My Name is Mayo or anything, so... That would be embarrassing, and you'd probably have to give back your gamer card if you did that. Thankfully, none of us have. (laughs) So, George, why don't we start with you? What is a game where you thought the trophy list wasn't too bad? All right. Uh, I also have honorable mentions. You want to, like, do honorable mentions at the end if you have any? Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, let's do it at the end. But like a, an actual list list. All right. And this is in no order. Um, I, I don't have like a descending order or anything. I just have five games that I think are, are fun and fair. Um, my first one that I'm going to talk about, Far Cry 3 Classic Edition. Ooh. I think that game is dope. Uh, you can find it on PlayStation 4. You can play it on PlayStation 5. It is a remake of the PlayStation 3 Classic. Uh, the coolest thing about Classic Edition is that there's no multiplayer trophies. Um, yep. So you can do this entirely on your own. You can play it on easy, you can play it on normal, you can play it on hard, very hard, whatever you want to do. But it's basically just, like we were talking about earlier, the entire trophy list is just centered around the idea of you exploring everything this island has to offer. And it's super fun. I think I got the Platinum in like three days because I was going through some stuff and okay, I then. couldn't stop playing games and we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> so... 
I Far Cry Three. I actually I have the platinum on the PS3 one. Me too. Yeah, buddy. And like you say, it's just it's simple. It's it. You know, I was gonna say it takes a little time, but three days. But it it's not hard. It's pretty straightforward, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And that kind of is what turned the Ubisoft style of game where everyone's just like, oh, this is like an Ubisoft game. And Far Cry 3 really evolved from Assassin's Creed. And like Assassin's Creed started that, but Far Cry 3 kind of more elegantly did it. Where it was like, here's the list of things. And I think that's when they got the trophies to match pretty well yeah. compared to like, was it collect all of the feathers in Assassin's Creed 2? That wasn't even that bad. Like I, I ran through that at the beginning of quarantine. I like found like I just ordered like a two dollar copy of Assassin's Creed on eBay. I'm like, oh, I'm at seventy percent of the trophies. Like, let me just bang it out. Um, it's really funny you say that because I platinumed it right before I got my PlayStation Four, and I got Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Right, that was the or Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Sorry. Black Flag. Um, so like yeah, like the one of the first games I got for PlayStation Four, <laughs> but I platinum Far Cry Three, and then like the next week I grabbed uh assassin's creed for black flag and like the first thing i had to do in assassin's creed black flag was like kill a bunch of lizards to make a wallet or something you know for like uh like grenade pouches and i was like man i just did this like i need to i'm, I'm not gonna yeah do this. and so i just i've never played black flag that was as far as i got um my favorite one the only assassin's creed game i've ever beaten oh that's nice we might talk about some Assassin's Creed games later. Um, Ooh. But yeah, dude, Far Cry 3, I don't know. I just thought it was like smart and like simple. And it was just like instructional, which I thought was really cool. It just the entire list was directed at telling you the cool things you could do there. And so I think it's a great platinum. And also it's usually on sale for pretty cheap. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I recommend the game. Like I said, it I got the platinum as well. Easy trophy list and super fun. Yeah. All right. For my first one, I'm going to go with a game I actually didn't play until last year, and it ended up becoming like one of my all-time favorite games. Deadly Premonition. The trophy list is very simple. It's basically beat the game mm-hmm. and do all the side missions. Okay, so just experience everything we created for you. Yeah. Okay. And you don't even need to do it all in one playthrough you can go back and replay chapters. So basically what I love did it. love it, love it love was it. I found, I like looked at what chapter everything is like where everything happens and play through the game a few times, but you can start later and later. So like my second way through the game after any of the side missions, I didn't do like, All right. So I can start at chapter three and play through it and then once you have everything like you start going through easier and easier so it gets faster and after going doing some there i'm like all right so now i can start at chapter six and then and just do that until the end and they're only like seven chapters so but it's a and it's a really fun game and like you said it's just experience everything the game uh the game has you do i like the only thing that's out of the ordinary is uh collect 64 of the cards in the game mm-hmm. but they're super easy to find and it's not even all the cards in the game okay that's kind of like far cry 3 where there's like 
200 something collectibles and they're like yeah just find like 160 of them you don't have to find yeah. all of them it's fine we yeah let us know that you know that you can find these things you don't have to do all of them i i think if i were to make a game that has a trophy like that i would just make the trophy you did good kid <laughs> that'll do pig but yeah i like i said deadly premonition easy-ish trophy list just play the game cool all right. Uh, my next one is Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, from Ooh. 2019, I believe. Yes. Right. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that game is great. It's got some killer situations. Sorry, I got two dogs here. I'm going crazy. Sorry for That's constantly okay. pausing and, and coming back in. Uh, right. It's got a nice short campaign that feels just like a really, really well produced movie. And like you're doing questionable things, but like the game talks about how questionable the things you're doing are. So it, it doesn't just like war crimes. Cool. It's like, we're committing war crimes. Are we any better than the enemies we're, we're choosing to fight? And like, it actually like asks questions, but like you can do it all in one playthrough. You shouldn't, but you could, um, but it's I'm like still a, getting over war crimes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can play the game. I recommend playing the game once and taking a shower and contemplating your actions. Uh, yeah. And then going back, uh, there's like specific level question marks i guess where it's like you get a camp you get trophies for completing the campaign but then there's like each level has like its own sort of uh completed challenge within the level save alpha three two from being downed yeah exactly where it's just like complete it's a clean house without being hit using one bullet per threat oh my god that one was fun like it, it just had, like these like little like one. like mini game challenges almost like within like little moments within the game uh super interesting stuff i really liked it um and then you have to play it on veteran, which actually uh, it it wasn't that bad. On no, veteran. It, it was honestly one of the easiest veteran Call of Duties I've played. Completely agree. And um, yeah, I, I just thought it was fun and it was pretty and it was just like such a good showcase of, you know, like the late gen power of PlayStation 4. Yeah, true. Yeah. And like it still looks amazing even on uh, like the new consoles and that. Like when you compare it to other games that have come out recently on these yeah. consoles, it still looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks great. I need four more trophies from it. Hey, man, you can do it. I need to get the game at some point. I borrowed it from someone. Kill all all enemies at the church, clock tower, and pool without anyone calling for backup. Okay, I I, I must have missed an enemy somewhere because that I thought one, I killed them all. That one took me like three or four tries, but it was fun because each time I messed up, I would do another shot, which would make it harder. Like that was me like employing like my own difficulty um but yeah like that's the thing like it just like it forced you it's like all right dude like you want to be you want to play this game about a badass like you got to be a badass like you got to do it yep uh and so like it, it felt like i was playing rainbow six like on n64 which was like you know my original introduction to tactical gameplay um and just like mapping out like actually like watching enemies studying like their patterns it was, it was really fun yeah that I I really want to play that game again. It's been forever. And I I want that platinum. Well, hey, guess what? It'll only take you like five hours to uh yeah. to, to get through the campaign. <laughs> so the next one I want to talk about is actually a very anime game. I know, shocking coming what? from me. Elijah. Right? It's Kill La Kill IF. Ooh, like uh, based off the show. Yes. Okay. Um, it is. God, I don't even know what they're called. An arena fighter, I think it is. It's not a fighting game, but it's a fighting game, three D set, okay. usually in like 
an arena. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a like a Dynasty Warriors without the uh, without the critical path, right? Like without the Dynasty just... Warriors without the critical path, and usually like one enemy. Oh, okay. So nothing like Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> okay, my bad. I'm gonna shut up and let you explain. <laughs> um, but the trophies are rather easy. Basically, there was play through the two campaigns, which aren't very long. Um, obtain S rating in all story mode battles. There are only one or two that were kind of challenging, but I, I specifically say kind of challenging. Everything else I got by accident. Uh, win 50 consecutive battles in survival challenge. Basically, there's one or two enemies that are kind of OP. Or I should say enemies, but characters in the game that are kind of OP. And you can just be them. And for uh, example, which one is it? There's one that's like defeat so many defeat 150 enemies in one minute brawl. That's it. And I tried it with a couple characters and I could not for the life of me get it. But then I'm like, oh, right. That OP character they mentioned. Yeah. It, like it took less than a minute and I had like 300 enemies. It was just super easy. Okay. Uh, but basically just play the game. And you'll get stuff. Awesome. And is it... Do you you recommend watching the anime first? Does it matter? So, you might get more out of it, but basically... uh, Do you know anything about the IF games out of Japan? No. Oh, wait. I mean, well, that's... So, IF games... uh, We actually don't get many that come over here. Okay. It's basically... They call them IF, but... If is a very apt way of putting it because it's usually like a story, but a what if scenario. Oh, okay. So while it follows the story of the anime a bit, it also deviates for a bit of a different story. And then there are two character paths. There's the main one, Ryuko, and then there's Satsuki's and Satsuki's who she was like the bad guy in the show it kind of gives a little more, but also deviates a bit more, uh, especially at the end. Mm-hmm. And it was, just, it was super fun. Uh, I recommend the anime anyhow, because it's ridiculous and just know it's very, very fan servicey, but they use it in a way where even the characters acknowledge that it's outrageous. Is that code for boobs? A lot of boobs. Just see, like, it's, it's funny. Cause I always thought fan service was like, Gundam Unicorn, where they're like, oh, hey, remember that one robot that only appeared in the manga? Here you go. So I've heard it for both. <laughs> boobs, um, boobs co-opted it. Okay, got it. So like at one point in the anime, uh, whenever... So the main character's best friend, her dad and brother, whenever they would see the main character in like her battle outfit, would get like nosebleeds and like go super fast in the sky and such classic anime trope. Sure. But like in one episode, they used that to their advantage to try mm-hmm. and get something somewhere super fast. So she okay. quick transformed and then that happened. And basically they pointed them at where they needed to get to and flew there super fast. Super cool. So like it uses the like fan service anime tropes. And it's like, all right, we're gonna use it to our advantage. Okay. But no, I, I absolutely adore that show. And the game was I lo- really liked getting this platinum. Awesome. George, what's the third one for you? Uh, third one for me 
Um, it's funny that you mentioned Oblivion earlier, because my third one is Skyrim. Um, man, what a mm. game. Skyrim was kind of like what made me like love RPGs in a way that I, I never really explored before. Um, the game's just so fun and so big. And like I remember grabbing it on PlayStation 3, being brokenhearted when like my game ate itself. And then buying another copy on 360 and then pouring like 400 hours into it, 200 hours, whatever I did. And then I like went to, we don't have like midnight launches in California. We do 9 p.m. launches because that's midnight on the East Coast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, my dog knows how to open doors. Uh, So that was that. I'm not going to edit that out. People need to know how cute and smart my dog is. Um but uh, I went to a midnight launch or 9 p.m. launch and I grabbed Skyrim Enhanced Edition and Titanfall 2. And that was just like such a great weekend. <laughs> but yeah, man, I did what I did. I did what I never could on PlayStation 3 with the Enhanced Edition. I platinum Skyrim and it just sort of opened my eyes. I always played Skyrim as like a one handed warrior just because I thought that was like the most effective and most efficient. And then this like going for all the platinums, like having to get the sneak kills. I'm like, oh, no, I actually much prefer playing a thief. Like this is way more fun. But and I instinctively going, never would have done that before. Going back to something we were, we were talking about earlier with like things that trophies get us to do. Yeah. Like you mentioned, play a game differently and realizing, oh, I like playing it this way instead. Well, dude, I liked it so much that like when I finally started playing D&D, like I played as like a rogue because I'm like, oh, this is like way more in line with like what I think is enjoyable. Um, yeah, uh, it's, Skyrim's great. And like that's like not a complicated platinum, but like uh, an involved platinum. Yes. But like the world is so cool. Like I've got non nerd friends who like have the platinum in Skyrim, you know, just cause it's like the one game they play. That's not FIFA is Skyrim. And like my, my friend, shout out to my friend, Jamie, uh, loves Skyrim. That was like a big early bonding moment for us when we found out that the other person was a huge, huge elder scrolls nerd. Um, yeah. Can't recommend enough. Super fun. Go get it. I have 57 trophies in Skyrim across three versions of Skyrim. I don't have more than 33% in any of them. Part of me wants to like figure out the PlayStation 3 one, like just like get it. Cause like I've gotten a couple of like the, uh, the quest line trophies. I'm like, all right, if I don't do those on my next playthrough, then like that's a smaller save file. So like if I just main quest, like mainline the, the main quest, I could do that. Then start a new game. And just like just parcel it out, you know. That's not a bad idea. God, that freaking game! It's it's great. I love it. I need to uh, play more of it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the way that runs on PS3, uh, it's, it's incomprehensible. Um, offensive that they released a game like that. Speaking of offensive that they released a game like that, for my next one, I'm going to go with Maneater. Okay. So, the reason I said it, so I have the Platinum on PS4. Mm-hmm. I should have the Platinum on PS5. Okay. But many of the trophies glitched. Like... It says I still need complete all objectives in this area, all objectives in this area, and all objectives in this area. Meanwhile, I have reached 100% objective completion in all regions. Mm-hmm. Kill the apex predator in here, 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 here. But I have the one for destroy all apex predators. So while I will say that makes me sad, 
but I will also say it is a really easy platinum. And I just, I had a blast playing it. Like I played it twice, one for the PS4, one for PS5. And I just had so much fun. It is ridiculous. Uh, the trophies are basically play through the game, do all of these objectives, kill the big things, and find the collectibles. Yeah, and like I know we don't like to get too uh, political on the show, but like, man, it's from like a small mid tier developer in like Atlanta. Like, support something made in the states if you're listening in the states. Support something made in the states if you're not listening to this podcast in the states. Good but well, good old Tripwire Interactive. Yeah, man, like they got like some grant from the city to just like start developing games like down in the south. That's super That's cool. That's awesome. Man. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, and so they're like 38 special. Is that what they're called? 38 Studios. I would say 38 Special is a terrific 80s band. Yeah, they are indeed a band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're just like some small group of people in Atlanta. Who are like, we just want to make games here where we live. And I played it. It was a little buggy. And I was like, maybe they'll patch this out. And they haven't yet. So I'm, nope. I'm waiting, waiting to go back. I'm waiting to go back. I'm excited to. But hey, the expansion comes out later this month. Oh, well, that's something to look forward to. Maybe, maybe a nice little patch will come along with that. Probably not. Probably not. They're a small studio. Can't blame them too yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, also, I didn't realize they're the ones that made Chivalry too. Oh, nice. Yeah, good for them. But pumping, yeah. out, pumping out hit after hit. Oh, they made Killing Floor too. Also, Damn, they, went from, they went from Killing Floor to uh, to, to Man Eater to Chivalry too. Wow, that's a uh, some range. It's like the the John C. Riley of, of game studios. They can pretty much just do anything. Okay, here's a fun John C. Riley fact while we're talking about nonsense. Sure. So in Kong Skull Island, did you yeah, see the film? I did. So remember the part when they're around the campfire talking and he goes, hear that? Sounds like a bird. Yeah, it's really an ant. Giant ant. Got to watch out for him. <laughs> that was all ad libbed in. He was just trying to get the cast to laugh. To, but they loved it so much that they kept it in and had to digitally put in the sound of a bird there when he said that. It's pretty awesome. I've been on a John C. Riley sance lately, just watching like Days of Thunder, Step Brothers, just Tally. Oh, Days really, of Thunder. Really anything he's been in because I love that guy so much. Everything except The Perfect Storm. That movie bums me out. Um, I haven't seen that in forever. I forgot he was even in that. Yeah, buddy. Um. All right. Game number four, right? Yes. All right. Um, this one's kind of a a little out there, but there's a game called Reverie. Oh yeah, which I cannot recommend enough. It is basically Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, except you're a kid visiting his grandparents in New Zealand, and instead of a sword, you've got a cricket paddle. Instead of like a bow and arrow, you've got a dart gun. Uh, but it is just like a two dimensional action adventure game. It is so much fun. There is one annoying trophy where you have to play air hockey against a calculator, I think, or like a computer. That is literally the only annoying trophy in the entire game. Everything else is just an absolute delight. And you still is, have my attention, though. Because air hockey against a calculator? It might be a microwave. I can't. It was a couple. Like I, I got the platinum a couple years ago. I know you played against something funny that was technological. Maybe a VCR. I can't entirely remember. But that was like the only like, what the hell is this trophy? But then it was because it was the only one I just like obsessed over it. I was just like, okay, this is so dumb, but I got to do it. I got to, I got to, I got to beat it. Uh, that game is so much fun. And it's just, 
I don't think you're ever going to get like an achievement style system on Nintendo. So this is like the closest thing to you getting a Legend of Zelda Platinum, I guess. Um, yep. no, super fun, super breezy. And it's just like a fun, well-made game. I, I can't recommend it enough. I've heard of it. I've never played it, but I have seen it before. And I realized why. Play Asia did a physical copy for PS4 and Vita. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's cross-play. Um, so if you get it on one, you can play it on the other. Um, I played it on my Vita, and it was just like a great way to just, you know, hang out with my Vita for 12 hours across a weekend. I mean, there are a ton of great ways to hang out with the Vita, but <laughs> hey, that's one of these times we're just going to get drunk and talk about the Vita on a podcast. I feel bad. I feel like I've done a 180 on the Vita. Like, I... I love the Vita because I only had a PSP Go, but then I got a PSP 3000. I'm like, oh, no, this is like way better. <laughs> we'll talk about PlayStation handheld. OK, that sounds good. Well, it's just like, oh, man, this is like a Vita that they made games for. This is pretty tight. Yeah, I said it. Um, I know it hurts. They being Sony. Yeah. yeah. Third parties did great on Vita. All right. Your number four. My number four is control. Ooh, OK. So. We both know I absolutely adore this game. Yeah. It's my favorite game of 2019. I tried telling everyone to play it before, and they just didn't yet until earlier this year, and everyone loved it. Um, but the trophies are super easy in it. There's two trophy, actually one trophy that really gave me a hard time. Mm-hmm. But I hear it has since been fixed. And it uh, complete five bureau alerts, and they would they'll randomly pop up. But when I played it, so game first came out, they patched it because people were saying that the bureau alerts were coming along too fast, like too many of them. Mm-hmm. So then they patched it to scarce them more. Complete five bureau alerts. I completed one during the main games. I figured, oh, I'll do the rest afterwards when I'm stronger. I literally played an extra 12 hours and got one more bureau alert. That's not what you want. So I came back when the uh, uh, first DLC came back and ended up getting because they, they fixed it to patch them in at a more regular interval again. Okay. So that shouldn't be a problem anymore. But everything else is just complete the game, unlock this ability kill this many things get complete this many side quests complete this much of this currency spend ability points um get the biggest one collect 120 collectibles there are hundreds of collectibles in this game like literally they want you to get less than a third of the collectibles in the game for the most collectibles trophy um Defeat things like bosses, uh, kill enemies with these abilities. That's it. Those are the trophies. Dope. Love it. Yeah, it, it's super easy and super fun. And actually, I was I uh, I'm going to play the PS5 edition now that I have a like 4K. I want to wait until I got like a 4K screen that because I'm like, I want to play this. I love this game. I want to play it the best I can. Sure. Uh, when I was trying it out before, apparently I got a trophy, so it's giving me one percent, which means I guess I got to play it now. Got to get the other ninety nine. Yeah, got got to get that percentage up. That's so frustrating. 
just like seeing a low percentage game, especially when you like yeah. do that and then you like look up and it's like, oh, it actually has like a 55% clearance rate. And you're like, what the hell? Like, why did I give up on this game? Like, that's me and like Concrete Genie where I'm like, I just got to go back and finish it. I'm actually very, very curious now what my like lowest percentage games are. It's going to bug me. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It happens. Yeah, because I delete all the zeros. Because it's just like dumb things like my friend bought like, you know, UFC 09 and like yeah. played it on my PlayStation. I'm like, well, it's not my game. I didn't play that. I don't want that crap. My, my problem isn't the zeros because, yeah, like you said, you can delete them. Mm-hmm. My problem is the like ones and twos. Yeah, no, it's, can't delete them. I hear you. I'm like, I've got like 5% on Jack and Daxter and I'm like, I need to go back and take care of that. Um. I would love it if like my minimum on all my games was like 25%. I'd be like, okay, see, like I gave it a shot. I just stopped because I didn't like it. Now leave me alone. Yeah. What is your fifth? My fifth. Um, This one is definitely the most involved. It is definitely the most grindy. I'm the only person I know in my friend group who has it. Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2. I think that is a fantastic platinum. And you guys are so lucky because when I was getting the Platinum, there was no co-op mode. And that is just, I started playing on Xbox last week with some friends because like we should all just hang out and play together. I went up 15 levels in like two nights. I'm like, oh man, this took a lot longer when there was no double XP weekend or double XP Wednesdays. And like you had to play against other players all the time. Um, Yeah. So like it is it is totally fixed. There's still some challenging trophies in there, but like they're ones they're trophies that are like gonna make you feel pretty good for getting. I think the hardest one is probably kill like the hardest one was probably kill five hundred people as a hero or villain. But now that they've got trophies like a co-op, it's like, oh, that's actually just super easy now. Um yeah. The only way to like guarantee you could do it was like playing heroes versus villains. And so it's just like, all right, cool. I'm going to kill eight villains at a time, I guess, maybe if I'm lucky (laughs) and just do this 200 times, (laughs) just hope I get it over with. But now that you can just play as Dooku and, you know, just rack up 50 kills in one. It's like, oh, this is going to take me an afternoon. Uh, Some of the star fighter trophies are still kind of challenging, but I was just never good at that. So mileage may vary. I think it's super fun. I think it is a great multiplayer uh, platinum. Way easier and way less random than the first Battlefront, which I will never platinum. Yeah. Um, but like, I did. I got the uh, I got the platinum in Battlefield One. I got the platinum in Battlefield Four. Like Dice just makes like grindy but fun and like achievable platinums. There's one like impossible trophy in Battlefield Five, but besides that, that's like their only sort of outlier. That in Battlefront One. So two out of the last five ain't bad. No, not bad at all. Uh, What's yours? So you did what's probably your most involved game, and I will do mine. So this game's trophies aren't hard. It's very time consuming. Like that is the biggest thing I will give it. It is very time consuming, but it's not hard. I'm excited. Hit me. Persona 4 Golden. Okay. Um, for example, I think I got the platinum in, I shouldn't say, I think I know the number by heart, 124 or 128 hours and 42 minutes. And apparently I'm faster than the average platinum time. Um, but it's really simple. Uh, 
play through, rescue, defeat, uh, do Persona Fusions, which you're going to do anyhow, register skill cards, which you're going to do anyhow, uh, form 50 all-out attacks. That's you, you get farther in the game, you're going to do it almost every fight. Um, there are some that you need to do. like So complete the Persona Compendium is get every Persona in the game. But once you realize what you're doing, it's super easy and just find a... You can basically just find a list online. Here are all the Personas and here's how you get them or who you need to fuse to get them. Like, oh, tough, okay. but you get it across multiple playthroughs, right? No. No. You can get you can get the platinum in one playthrough. Yes. Damn. Okay. Um basically Yeah, max out all social Oh, no, you're right. Because max out all social qualities. Uh I got the second playthrough. So, I did two playthroughs in 128 hours and 42 minutes. Gotcha. Okay. Um cuz the hardest part about a game like that to me isn't the gameplay itself, but it's just like you have an idea of what you're, uh, what you want to do, not even what you're supposed to do, but like how the story is supposed to go according to you mm -hmm. and remembering to do something different the second time. <laughs> yes. And like that sounds like the hardest part. And like Skyrim, it's so hard to like get out of like your normal play pattern. It's so super fun and exciting when you do, but like it just, I always like, but if I'm not paying attention, all of a sudden I'm like a one-handed warrior again, you know? <laughs> like, One thing that helps is games, specifically games just like this, you can't do some stuff in the first playthrough. And it's usually what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But your stats, like your social stats or whatever, aren't good enough. So when you bring that all into the second playthrough, then you can choose the stuff you actually wanted to choose in the first place. Okay. And that's what made uh, Persona 4 Golden really simple like that. Because there, there are many times where I'm like, okay, but I want to do this, but I'm not high enough, so I guess I'll go with this one. This one makes me sound like a jackass, so I guess next time I'll actually sound like a good person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's probably the most in-depth trophy, trophy list I have in general, but it's not hard. Uh, the only one that so there's one for here, 250 of Risa's uh, navigation lines. You could always do what I did, which was print out a 14-page fact sheet. Where then, as I would go into battle, I would hear a line be like, all right, look through, cross that one off. Um, oh my god, that's incredible. That's, a, that's insane, but that's incredible. Yes. Uh, that's how I did this trophy list i had a 14 page printout just of all the lines she says all right well like yeah i think you win for most involved game because battlefront <laughs> 2 uh the trophies explain what to do none of them are like real curveballs they take they take time but you're not like constantly like checking out trophy guides to make sure so congratulations elijah <laughs> you are the winner it, for, for most involved platinum trophy like i said it's super easy it's just time consuming. Sure. And it's a great game. So. Yeah, I, don't know. If, if, I guess it's a, a masterful piece of art. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got some some honorable mentions. Shoot me that don't, I want to take off. 
you know what I mean? Don't actually shoot. <laughs> um, all right. So I, we don't have to go into like super long discussions about these. Um, I don't even have this platinum, but I have a friend, Fabio, who has been on this podcast before. He has two platinum trophies and they're in the next two games I'm about to talk about. It is in Spider-Man. Oh, yes, yeah. And it is in Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, yeah, yeah. He absolutely loved Jedi Fallen Order. I stopped playing on PlayStation and started playing on Xbox because that was the only console I had available to me. Um, game's awesome. And I can totally see why that would be like a fun and fair platinum where it just asks you again to like explore every nook and cranny of this very detailed world that they created for you. Um, I'm going to add Miles Morales into that. Miles Morales is way faster than the original Spider-Man. I think it's the better game, just not only because like Miles Morales is a more interesting character than Peter Parker, but just because he has a more, I mean, yeah, Um, but because he has a more interesting like power set than Peter Parker. Um, So that one's super fun. It requires you to do a second playthrough, which is like kind of annoying, but you can just like burn through that. So fast. Five hours. Yeah. And just basically like, it's kind of like having an album and just like skipping to your favorite songs as opposed to like listening to the album from start to finish where like there, I was just like speed through. I'm like, I don't care about this part. I don't care about this part. Then like, Oh, big emotional beat. No, I want to cry again. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> like, um, burnout paradise. Uh, the reason I didn't list this in top five is just because it is kind of like multiplayer dependent. And when I say multiplayer dependent, like Star Wars battlefronts, multiplayer dependent, but burnout paradise like requires some like coordination. Or like mm-hmm. you have to have eight people in a specific area at once, and like not everyone is willing to accommodate that. You might have to set up some some uh, gaming sessions, like on PSN profiles or something. But uh, super fun platinum. I got that on PS3 and PS4. Um, Uncharted, any of the tri- the original trilogy. I can't speak yep. to four. I don't know what the, that platinum's like. My least favorite part about Uncharted is like you can absolutely do it in like one and a half playthroughs, but it's just like. Man, it's just so like game breaking when you're like, you know, in like this really intense firefight and you have to like go over into a corner and grab an artifact. <laughs> you know, like that's just yes. that's just like the one thing where I'm like, ah man, this is how you know you're not playing a movie. Um Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Origins is like a 40 hour platinum, Odyssey is like a hundred hour platinum. It took me, I think, 120 hours to 100 percent Odyssey. Love my time with it. Absolutely fantastic game. Um, I love Origins. That one's probably like if you're curious about like the new type of Assassin's Creed games, I recommend starting there just because it is the shortest between Origins, Odyssey and Valhalla. And uh, like I said, super fun, easy, not easy, but like fair platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, this one might border too close on easy. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, it, it, it felt like playing like a really good animated movie. And I was very happy when I finally saw that platinum pop. I actually, uh, almost brought up Miles Morales as one of mine. Mm. So yeah, I, I agree completely with that. It just, it did everything the original Spider-Man game and it knew when to like pump the brakes. Like it knew. Yes it knew when you'd had enough of a mechanic they invented and like as fun as the mechanic is, like you just don't want to do it for more than the amount that they asked you to do it in miles Morales. Yeah, exactly. Which was a problem with the original where like, it did feel like, okay, like how many gang wars do I have to stop, man? Like I'm tired. <laughs> like, that, like I enjoy the original game, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's that great because it just felt too long for me Yeah. because before I even finished the story, I'm like, 
why is this still going? Like, that was why I love Miles Morales so much. It took everything I love about the other ones. Like, all right, now we're going to make it shorter. Make it. I, I felt like there wasn't as much padding in there. For sure. Yeah. It's, if I mean, to bring it back to comics, like it's totally the difference between like, uh, here's like a big 12 issue Spider-Man arc. And it's like, oh man, that's cool that it took an entire year, but that's just, it's a lot, man. And then like that, as opposed to just like a solid, like three issue miniseries, yep. you know? And I'm just like, okay, you say everything you need to say. There's no wasted panel. Like, yep. cool. Get in, get out. I get the story. Thank you so much for respecting my time. Thank you for, like just blowing your wad artistically. Like you did so much cool stuff back to back to back and you knew when to back off and be like, all right, that's all we got to say about that mechanic. That's all we want to explore with this environment. Uh, super well done. Uh, very good. Less is more uh, yeah. men- mentality when developing that game. So a couple of my uh, honorable mentions. Uh, first off, just any of the persona dancing games. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say they border on easy. They're easy, but they're mm-hmm. super fun. I lo- I love those games. Um, they're much easier than games like Hatsune Miku. Uh, so it's easier to get into. Like I, I don't want to say that for like ease of trophy is more. Of just, it's easier to get into those games for somebody who isn't like super into rhythm games or anything. And just fun J-pop bangers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Then Danganronpa which is probably one of the harder of my uh, honorable mentions, but it's not that hard. Basically play through the story once. And then there's like a bonus mode. And I just played through that a number of times, basically collecting coins. So I could give gifts to people in those modes and try and collect every item, but wasn't hard. Uh, The fairy tale game that came out. I platinum that in like a month. Uh, It was, like a 50 hour rpg but super fun super rather easy uh one one of my is it my most recent platinum i don't know uh via uh, an fmv game called dark knights with poe and monroe it's almost like an anthology game it's an awesome name so this company did a couple games like uh infectious madness of dr decker and then the shape-shifting detective and poe and monroe they're great at naming things good grief yeah uh poe and monroe are the radio hosts in shape-shifting detective with their radio show dark nights with poe and monroe and then they got a separate game about them uh and this one again it was rather easy but just had a blast with it i love fmv games and it was like play through the game how you want and then play through the game making these certain choices and episodes Mm-hmm. And you have the platinum. Cool. Uh, one I'm actually shocked you didn't bring up Astro's Playroom. I wanted to. I thought that one was. I thought that one was like technically too easy. Uh, but you're. It's great. Like that's. And that's just that's a, yes. One of my favorite games of the past ten years. Is yes, it, it is easy, but it is such a fun game mm. that. I don't look at it as an easy trophy list. I look at it as here's a trophy list, but you want to play the game. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know. I feel like I suggested games that had like a higher than, I think it's at like a 60% clearance rate on PSM profiles. That's shocking. Let me look. Okay. Yeah. 60% on PSM profiles, 42% on PlayStation network. 
Um, so four out of ten people got the platinum who own the game, and then six out of ten people who own the game and have a profile on PSN profiles got the platinum. And so like because There's four of that, million platinum trophies out there. I mean, there might be more just because like uh, when you first connect your PlayStation Five to PSN profiles, it breaks and you have to like reset it, right? There was like that connection error when you like try to log in your PlayStation Five trophies to PSNProfiles.com. Maybe I had to go in and like change something in my settings. Huh? I don't think I had to. Lucky duck. Um, no, that, oh my god, that game is such a joy. Yeah, that, that game is. I might reinstall that game just to play through it. I just want to hear the jungle, the jungle GPU theme. Um, oh my god, so good! It's so good. That soundtrack. Also, uh, SSD Speedway theme. Oh, so good. That, that entire game is just masterful. It's like the best Nintendo game that Nintendo didn't make. It's one of the only things I've listened to on Spotify in the past couple of years. <laughs> but uh, <sighs> I also want to give, uh, as my last couple, uh, just barely didn't make my list, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Another pretty easy platinum. I had a blast with it. Uh, the hardest thing was defeating Adamantoys, and it's only because I did it as my characters were like level 60-something. I could have easily just leveled them up, and the Adamantoys fight would have taken a lot less time. It wasn't even a hard fight. Mm-hmm. It was just long. It took me like three hours. That was like the giant turtle dinosaur yes. thing, right? Yeah. It took me like three hours. It wasn't hard at all, just long. Uh, also, Need for Speed Rivals, which was the Need for Speed that launched with the PlayStation 4. Yeah, I had a blast with that game. And especially because there are only two trophies that require you to use certain makes of vehicles. Mm. And they're both Ford. So I was like, I started the game with, all right, when do I get my first Mustang? So it worked out. Cool. Um, are the servers still online for that? Yes. Cool. That's good to know. In fact, they added, and it was after I got the Platinum, they added the uh, newest Mustang as a DLC, a free DLC when that came out oh so you can just get that one immediately all right cool cool yeah but i love trophies oh you know what i want to give it it's an easy trophy an easy platinum trophy but you know what i freaking love the game so the order 1886 hell yeah no that's a good call that's a great call uh that game's great the only like the weapons don't have kickback that's like my only thing like there's no feeling in the controller So like i can easily say like yeah the weapons don't have kickback uh, it's short. There's not much action. Um, there's not much replayability. But the world that they created is one of my favorite worlds I've ever seen in a video game. It's so weird. It feels like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like weird. Yeah, it it's just like such a beautiful steampunk, but like well realized steampunk in a way yeah. that like isn't a joke. Like it feels like they actually thought about like the the intricacies and like the ins and outs of a world that developed like had the industrial revolution happen eighty years earlier than in real life, you know? Yep. My dog opened the door again. I'm not editing out that noise. <laughs> listen no, like, how listen how smart and impressive my dog is. <laughs> the the order eighteen eighty six is forever going to be one of those games where it's like, okay, but when is the next one coming? It's never coming. Yeah, dude. That's okay, such a but when is the next one coming? Already like, I'll never stop hoping for. They're it. such good devs, man. Like they made uh, God of War: Chains of Olympus, God of War: Ghosts of Sparta. They made a bunch of other stuff, and then like their their big breakthrough was supposed to be 1886. 
that game should have gotten a sequel. Like, how many games did you play that the first one was like mediocre, and then the second one just blows your I'll, socks off? Do I need to name the hit PlayStation Four launch title? Neck. Granted, Neck Two is much better. Yeah, from what I hear, but uh, like that's not that's not fair. We got a Neck Two, <laughs> right? I, I I would prefer Second Order to Neck Two. The Order eighteen eighty seven. The Order eighteen eighty six and a half. Give me something here. I just. I want more from that world. Give me a comic or something. Give me also, more from that world. Also, uh, it's a single player game, so you can go out buy that game right now, get a nice, fun, easy trophy and see a cool world. Um, yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. There's probably closer to 20. Yeah. E- easy, fair platinums that you can go out and start bolstering your trophy list with. And I'm looking at my 1% games right now. And I uh, guess I know some things I'm going to need to start playing soon. Yeah, buddy. Have fun this weekend. Train sim world. Right. Um, you ready to take us home? You ready to take us home, Elijah? I am. I don't know the DLC to that game. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And you know what? I want to hear from everyone out here. You know, message to the show on the YouTube comments, whatever. I want to hear what your favorite trophies are that you have. That's actually something we didn't talk about, but we'll save that for another time. Mm-hmm. Our favorite trophies that we have, not not necessarily f- favorite platinums. But the but certain trophies themselves, even if there not, are any that stuck out, and not just rarest, not just rarest, but like important ones too. Yeah, I I've actually have a few, but I want to hear from everyone. What are your favorite trophies? What are games you recommend that have easier trophy lists? Let me hear them. Maybe I don't have them yet. Yeah, hit, hit us with something fair. Hit like make us uh, challenge us. If it, and if you say my name is Mayo, I already have the platinum, so you don't need to say that one. Yeah, my uh, name is Mayo too. I do. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. You can find us on Twitter at GB Loftus for George. Don't follow him. At Seth 90s Kid. Don't follow him. At Austin J. Eller. You can follow him. <laughs> you can find Coach at Frameskip Pod, which will never stop being funny to me. Hilarious. You can find me at Local Lizard Man. And you can find me on Twitch. At local lizard man, uh, I'm doing a birthday stream. I'm actually moving the date from Wednesday the 11th to Saturday the 14th, and uh, we are going to be playing all day uh, Hades and Returnal. Sounds like a fun day. So you can find us on all the podcatchers, and especially the ones of your choice. Send your questions in, and uh, George, any closing statements? Trophies are fun, and I want more. I think we're going to go for some trophies right after we stop here. I'm going to go for some laundry, but then I'm going to go to bed, but then I'm going to wake up and do the work I was supposed to do before going to bed. But then I might play a video game. (laughs) That's the spirit (laughs) until then until next time. Yeah. Good night listeners. Good night. Love you, Elijah. Take care, bud. Love you too.